When recruiting candidates, how often do you lead with your mission and the change you're making in the world versus the role, the title, or the money? It's definitely one that has a strong mission in mind and is one that can truly be impactful. I've especially found over the last year in talking to folks that they're really yearning for that after just the pandemic and everything that's happened and, and really have reevaluated what matters to them. It is not a secret that one of the most fundamental human motivations is to make a positive impact on the world. And incorporating this idea into your recruiting process can be transformative. Welcome back to Recruiting at Scale, a podcast where we host talent acquisition leaders from some of the fastest growing companies over the past decade. I'm your host, Tigran Sloyan. I'm the CEO of CodeSignal and the founder of the GoBeyond Resumes movement. And I'm excited to introduce you to our guest today. Katie, welcome to Recruiting at Scale. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here and taking the time. Maybe we can just start with a quick intro of who you are and what you do for our listeners. Absolutely. So I am our head of recruiting at GoFundMe. I've been with the company for five and a half years now, and we as an organization have seen a lot of growth, especially over the last year, um, which I'm definitely excited to talk to you more about. Um, We have a team now of five recruiters here at GoFundMe, just recently added two more onto the team. Fun times. So what does, I mean, it's, it's one of those brands that I'm sure a lot of people know, but for those who don't know, what does GoFundMe do? Uh, the, the name gives a hint, but yeah. So we are a online fundraising platform, and what makes it easier to fundraise online with GoFundMe is you can go to the website, easily start a campaign. Um, there's also support and tips and tricks of how to start a campaign, and then you can share it with your network on social media. Right. Uh, typically, a lot of people share it on Facebook, sometimes Instagram, and now we're also seeing TikTok. And then your friends, family, or network can donate to that campaign, especially too, sometimes those campaigns do go viral as well. Um, so then people can get an even broader network on that campaign and, and really get some to their goal. Absolutely. I've seen uh, a lot of stories of, you know, really great fundraising campaigns that have really changed people's lives. So I'm sure that that helps with recruiting as well, you know, the, the impact of the work that you do. So Definitely. It's super impactful and, and just so amazing to hear the success stories of people of what they've had and, and how it really has helped them and changed their life. Yep, absolutely. Uh, here's a question that I'd like to ask our guests. Uh, the, the story behind you getting into recruiting, because more often than not, it's a, it's not a planned, you know, I grew up wanting to be a recruiter type story. Uh, there's a little bit more to it, so I'd love to hear yours. Absolutely. I always joke there isn't recruiter college that um, people right? go to, right? <laughs> Right. So uh, I started actually in nonprofit. I started with the American Diabetes Association mm-hmm. right out of college because I really had a love and passion for helping others. Um, unfortunately, when I did start with them, it was in 2008 when the economy completely crashed. So about half the organization was eliminated. So I had to pivot and decide, okay, what am I going to do next? And um, I had gotten some inquiries about becoming a recruiter for an agency. Mm-hmm. So I started in the agency world doing technical recruiting and also some IT recruiting. 
I then continued on my journey. Um, I also dabbled in healthcare recruiting a bit um, and then worked for some larger companies. One that's kind of unique was actually QVC. Um, I'm from the East Coast and it was based in Westchester, Pennsylvania, that home shopping network, which is very interesting. And uh, then um, continued my journey on. And uh, once I moved to San Diego, I started looking into other companies and I really still wanted to fulfill that philanthropy piece inside of me. And that's where GoFundMe was the perfect fit. When I started there, it was only 30 to 40 people. And I came in to help build um, originally just the San Diego location and now oversee it for the whole company and, and have watched it grow over the last five and a half years, which has just been so amazing to see that that growth and um, just how we're continuing to navigate it. So what was, I guess, the moment in your journey where you were like recruiting, that's it? Because I'm sure when you first got into it, it wasn't like love at first sight type of situation, or maybe it was, I don't want to make any assumptions. So where was, do you remember the moment where you were like, this is it? Absolutely. So I really enjoyed being able to move into more corporate recruiting. Mm -hmm. I think there is more of a relationship building when you're getting out of agency to corporate recruiting of truly understanding your hiring manager and candidates and really getting both to have a great experience. I think the candidate experience is so valuable and really the hiring manager and the candidates that you're working with in recruiting, I think are truly your customers. So that was something for me that I really connected to and um, just being able to help people find roles that fulfilled them. And um, it's exciting to give someone an offer. They're you know excited about this new chapter in their life. It's also a big decision for them. Um, I'd also say coming into GoFundMe was a very pivotal part of my career just because of the company being in such early stages when I did come in. That makes sense. And I also noticed that you have a, and you've mentioned this too, so it's not hard to notice, right? You have a thing for like nonprofits, for companies that have a very strong social impact. And I can see that being a, I guess, a plus and a minus when it comes to talent acquisition. The plus is obviously it's easier to tell the story. But one thing, and this is kind of, I've heard from an investor, so maybe it's a biased thing that like a lot of companies, you know, have a, there's a differentiation between like a great business, not so great for the world, great for the world, not such a great business. So I'm curious kind of like, what has it been like for, to, to recruit for this space since you've been in it various forums all this time? Yeah. And it's such a new space. We don't also have a lot of competitors out there. Mm-hmm. So when we first, uh, when I first came on to GoFundMe, we took a 5% fee. We've now since over the last few years have moved to a tipping model. So the platform is completely free. Um, And that was based on just feedback that we were getting as an organization. And it seemed to be the right decision to make at the time a few years ago. And that decision definitely is one that we feel still is the right decision right now. And I'd say for from a recruiting standpoint, that is also what makes up our team. And I think that's what makes our company special is we do hire folks that are passionate, that it is a company that gives back and does want to empower people to give back and, and helps others. So although, you know, it may not be then as competitive as some of the other larger tech companies out there, it's definitely one that has a strong 
mission in mind and is one that can truly be impactful. I've especially found over the last year in talking to folks that they're really yearning for that after just the pandemic and everything that's happened and, and really have reevaluated what matters to them. A lot of people are excited about the mission and what we're trying to do here. And that's be ultimately that ultimate giving layer out there on the internet. What makes it harder though? I guess I'm, I'm curious, right? So like I, I totally see all the positives. I'm curious, I guess, compared to either your colleagues in other who recruit for other spaces, right? Like, is there anything that makes it more challenging uh, or do, is there only sort of upsides to it? Yeah, of course, there's always challenges. I think just in general, it's challenging to hire in the Bay Area. I think every recruiter has encountered that there. Uh, it's very competitive there. And also challenges that we see too is that we're just not going to be a company that's going to compete with the bigger, larger names like Amazon, Facebook. And um, so we have to really differentiate ourselves and decide this is, you know, this is why Right. It's important to work here right. and and go back to that mission piece. Right, right. So I guess that's a fair point, right? So like, you know, uh, yeah, one thing that becomes hard is obviously it's not, even from when it comes to sort of an extreme high growth and like VC is just throwing money at it. It's not that probably going to be that type of business, but like, how do you differentiate? How do you compete for? Because it's 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 a war, right? Like everybody's fighting for that talent. How have you been going about doing it? Absolutely. I think definitely referrals are huge for us and continuing to build our referral basis and network. Also, just really, again, not to keep on drawing back to it, but making sure that we're very clear that this is a company that is still growing and there's a lot of impact that you can have internally, especially on our product side. And we also have new leadership also in place as well that has some really impressive backgrounds. And I think people are excited to partner and work for them. So there can be a lot more impact to be had at a company like this, not only socially, but also in your work, because you're still us being around 400 employees right now, you're still really getting to work on a lot of different projects, wear a lot of hats still, and there's a ton of growth potential for someone coming in. Well, GoFundMe aside, I guess, when you look back at your kind of career in recruiting, you've obviously been very successful and have achieved a lot of great goals. Like what's the secret sauce behind it, right? Like what are, maybe don't share the whole secret sauce, won't make it a secret anymore, but like, <laughs> what do you attribute a lot of the success to uh, in your professional career? Definitely. Well, I think number one has been saying yes and taking risks. You have to, um, for my personal self in my career, definitely just saying yes to different projects and different, you know, tasks that came along that, you know, maybe were a bit out of my comfort zone and saying yes to that. And then one really big thing that I think is just so important is just how you really take a look at the candidate experience and how you continue to treat and consider everything when you're working with candidates. We even have done some simple areas of improvement where we made sure that our rejection letter was more on brand in a sense to GoFundMe. It was very kind. It was very helpful. Um, it wasn't very that kind of cold, harsh, typical rejection letter that you get. Right. And um, making sure too that 
all of our candidates coming in feel very included in the process. Mm -hmm. um, I'll also be launching next quarter a candidate experience survey so we can start to also capture that data to mm -hmm. make sure that we're getting that feedback in real time, that our candidates are feeling like it is a really positive, inclusive, good experience. Right. That's a very good point. I guess lots of people think about candidate experience from, you know, initial interaction to interviews to offer. Very few think about it from a rejection standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, how do you make a, a rejection letter more, I guess, better? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard about their entire companies dedicated to making the offer letter better. Not so many at making the rejection one better. So Absolutely. Well, we found um, too that, you know, especially given everything going on last year and the economy going in a downturn as well, people were very frustrated. And so we wanted to have it be more helpful than just some very cold, harsh email going out. So we actually give them in the rejection email tips and articles of how to improve um, their resume, how to improve uh, their interview style, interview tips and tricks, and give them actually helpful advice and helpful articles to then take a look into. Um, so it's more helpful than hurtful. That's beautiful. I think, interestingly enough, I mean, because of how litigious society is, unfortunately, most companies are very careful about actually giving feedback to candidates in terms of like, because candidates are like really looking for that, right? They're like, I get it, wasn't a fit. It's a matching problem. So, but like, what can I do better next time? What should I go focus on? And most companies really shy away from doing it, especially larger ones, because it's a very litigious society. If one person sues for something that wasn't said in the right way, it can become a real problem. But it's a great idea to at least give the kind of general articles and tips and resources for people to go and feel like they've gotten something out of that interview versus just, oh, well, yet another rejection. Definitely. We want to also honor their time that they took throughout that process. Exactly. Yeah. Because I think that's, people often forget it's a two-way street, right? It's not just sort of you spent all that time and now you just want to quickly <laughs> say no and move on to other candidates. That candidate also invested a lot of time Uh And interestingly enough, I think this is something that has been changing rapidly with the rise of Glassdoor and other sort of online review sites where people are way more careful with sort of the candidate experience piece versus, okay, let's just cut our losses and just be done with it <laughs> because we've already invested enough time in this. So Definitely. And you just never know when you'll cross uh, paths with that person again. So it's always great to end on you know a positive note the best that you can. And um, again, be be helpful and, and constructive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, when it comes to, I guess, people who are uh, looking to kind of one day run recruiting at amazing companies like GoFundMe, any any advice, I guess, another way to phrase this question is like, if anybody wants to be Katie one day, how do I go about doing that today? That, that is quite a job to take on. <laughs> um, it, you know, my best advice is to continue to say yes and continue to challenge and push yourself and also just continue to rise to the occasion of change. There's been so much change that has happened over the last year for us as a company. And 
how you can navigate that change and stay calm under pressure is super important as well. And how you continue to be bold and innovative. Um, We experienced quite a bit of, and pretty much overnight, an increase in our business. Um, And that was something that I had to then uh, go ahead and come up with a solution for us of how were we going to support the business while now entering a pandemic, which the whole world didn't know how to handle, and also moving to remote at the same time. So whenever those challenges happen, it's great to just take risks, trust your gut, and and really continue to get outside the box. My management style too is I focus a lot on my team's strengths instead of their, and I use this in air quotes, weaknesses. I think it's really important to build my team up on, on what they're good at and their strengths and really have them also be aware of what those are. I think that's great advice and uh, a great place to end it on. I appreciate you taking the time, Katie, and thank you so much for all the tips and insights. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Go to recruitingatscale.com to find more episodes and make sure to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.